Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hulberg. Joining me today is the co-pastor of Northwest Bible Baptist Church and the Dean of Students at Providence Baptist College, Brother Phil Cavanaugh. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. And we're, today we're going to be talking about uh, serving the preacher and supporting the preacher. Uh, in your ministry experience, you've been in the position of an assistant pastor for about 15 years. Uh, at uh, First Baptist Church in Dwight, Illinois, and also here at Northwest Bible Baptist Church as well. And I want to try and tap into your experience of being in that position, um, being close to the pastor, um, and being able to care for his ministerial needs. Uh, maybe there's some things that he just kind of chunks on your plate. Uh, maybe there's some things that you take from him that you see that no one ever mentions, or maybe he never even mentions, uh, but then also even his personal life. What are some things that an assistant pastor can do to help the preacher in his personal life? And um, you know, just talk about that role of the assistant pastor and how he helps the preacher. Well, I, the first thing I should say is that I hope you don't do a podcast with those two preachers and ask them all the things that I did wrong, because <laughs> that would be more than a 15-minute podcast for sure. Uh, but it is a privilege yeah. to be in the ministry. And uh, it's a privilege to be able to serve the Lord and to be able to serve uh, God's man is and should be an honor. Um, and it's the best 15 years of my life uh, coincide with the 15 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and so we literally went from our honeymoon to junior camp. And wow. uh, it's been a, an absolute... Uh, uh, adventure sense. And there's been the good, the bad, and the ugly through all of it. And uh, it'll continue to be that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is, uh, again, to, to be able to be in any, any circle, uh, to be able to be in the ministry is an honor. And uh, you, you kind of asked a multi-pronged question there. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of needs uh, that come uh, with, with the ministry. And being an assistant pastor is uh, you wear different hats, and it's it's a life of adjustments. Really, I think that's one of the biggest things is learning to be flexible because uh, we're not by nature typically flexible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all have our own will, and we have our pride, and we have our arrogancy and our own directives and what we would like to see accomplished. And and you constantly battle that to view life from the perspective of the man of God and then meeting his needs as he views life and not being a hindrance, but actually being a help. And uh, that's what a, the role of an assistant pastor is, to, to assist, to be, uh, to be that help that's needed uh, because obviously he's spread in a lot of different directions mm -hmm. and, and to be able to alleviate some of the responsibilities that he has is the purpose. Otherwise, uh, he doesn't need you. Uh, he, if he has to do it, then he doesn't need you to do it. So there's a lot of functions that come uh, with that, and a lot of flexibility that needs to be there. You know, there's a lot of good examples in the Bible. I'm not saying I'm one, but there's a lot of good examples in the Bible of uh, being an assistant, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, you think about David and Jonathan, and uh, from that example there in Samuel, you'll see uh, the love that they had for each other. And as a good assistant has to, to love not only the Lord, but has to love the man of God and has to be willing to uh, to serve the man of God. And really, if you'll keep your relationship with God, number one, you'll keep that right. You'll keep uh, you'll you'll keep your relationship with the pastor right. And uh, it's it's important to make sure that you walk with God, 
uh, as an assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. And if you're aiming to please God, you'll typically be able to please the preacher and uh, to live to just help him accomplish God's will for his life. Well, obviously, whenever you take a position as assistant pastor, there are the listed duties <laughs> that right. you are responsible for. Uh, but it's the other duties as assigned uh, that many times, you know, come along the way and take you by surprise. And mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about, being flexible, mm -hmm. not only surrendering your own will to do whatever the task is, but also being willing, fl willing to be flexible from that strict list of duties to do something in addition to that, especially during busy times, you know, conferences, um, you know, camps. You talked about going from your honeymoon to a junior camp. That's, that's other duties as assigned uh, kind of things. What are some needs that the pastor has uh, in, in the ministry or even in his personal life that just are unspoken that you were able to see and, you know, God gave you some discernment to see a need and to be able to fill it? Really, it's trying to look ahead uh, the next step. You know, when you, when you, I did some trade work. So mm -hmm. as a, as a young person, when I did that, uh, my boss would often teach uh, us to be one step ahead of, you know, as an assistant, be one step ahead of the guy who's doing the plumbing, let's say, mm -hmm. or the carpentry to where if you know that he's, uh, he's coming off of the ladder uh, and he has a number uh, you should probably have the two by four on the table or on the top chop saw ready to go okay. or even a pencil in your hand. So it's kind of one of those things where you're trying to know what he's about to do next. Uh, and in order to do that, you have to be engaged in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. you, you, but sometimes you can get so wrapped up in your little world of responsibilities that you're like, well, I got to do this, this and this. And you fail to make sure that there's a, a pencil to make a mark on the two by four. So in the ministry, it's the same way. Uh, it's, it's knowing your responsibilities, but then also knowing, oh, preachers here, do you need something? Mm -hmm. Even though he may have already given you a general full-time job of stuff, it's also saying, can I help you? Do you need this? And then also seeing things maybe even on a personal level that uh, he may never ask you to do, but you could really help him at uh, that's taking it to another level where you can say, hey, can I help you with this? Do you need this? And just being flexible to see his needs and uh, to, to, to assist him. Uh, and a lot of times it comes back to things that you've never done, but you just have to be flexible or willing to do. Hey, preach, I've never done this, but if you want me to help you, I'll try. Yeah. That kind of mindset or mentality that you have to grow into. And it takes time uh, to learn that. Uh, but, you know, that friendship, that loyalty, uh, you know, uh, the, the separating the boss hat from the pastor hat mm, a um, is, a, is, is something that you have to learn to adjust with. And uh, you really just have to have a commitment to faithfulness and loyalty to the Lord and then to the man that my job here is to serve. And uh, just you're, you're, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Can you talk about uh, a friendship? You talked about some hats with the preacher, you know, the 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 boss hat, he's your boss, but then he's also your pastor as well. Um, and, you know, even can be a friend within the ministry. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, I think that friendship doesn't necessarily mean that it's a peer friendship, you mm -hmm. know, grouping as opposed to, 
that it, it can be, he can be your boss, he can be your pastor, and you can still be friendly mm -hmm. uh, to where it's, there's, no, uh, there's no opposition. It's a, it's a friendship, you, you know, to accomplish the will of God. I think that's what the family of God is about on multiple levels, that you can be friendly. Uh, and, you know, some people are not friendly with their boss. That's my boss. He tells me what to do, mm -hmm. and that's it. There's no... There's no world to operate in that. It's separated there. Whereas, you know, as Christians, we have opportunity not only uh, as assistant pastor, be a, 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 an assistant, uh, to have him as a pastor, but then also uh, to have that, you know, the desire to be friendly, you, your wife, your children, um, and, and to glean from that relationship, because to a degree it is a father-son relationship, mm -hmm. uh, that he's investing in you and supplying for your needs. Uh, from the salary to the housing to the privilege to be in the ministry. So, yeah, it should be something that uh, you work on uh, to, to, to have that kind of friendship uh, where you enter into his life uh, and care about what he cares about and vice versa because he does care about you. He's going to pray for you. He's going to care for you uh, as, a, as a whole. And you need to make sure that uh, you're, you're open to uh, not just the, the minimal. You think about some examples from Ruth and Naomi uh, to where she was giving up the world and she's like, no, I'm going with you. I'm, your, your people are going to be my people. Your God's going to be my God and where you go, I'm going to go. You think about uh, the, the Marys and Matthew. Uh, Jesus is dead and it says that they ministered to him. Uh, they, they, they just had a desire to minister. Even after he was dead, they were still honoring with loyalty the Lord and uh, it doesn't even say that necessarily about the disciples, yeah. uh, but it does say it about those women there uh, that they had it, uh, Elijah and Elisha. So there's a lot of examples of assistants and a lot of things to learn from them. And you never arrive as assistant pastor. There's always, there's always a failing or a shortcoming uh, that you got to circle back around and fix. And uh, there needs to be the humility and the repentance when wrong. Say, oh, I'm sorry about this, you know. Yeah and uh, just, just count it a privilege to serve the Lord. A lot of times people can look at the pastor and idolize him in a way that is unnatural and not good. Um, and you set yourself up for disappointment, I think, when the pastor um, or as an assistant pastor, your boss fails you. And you know people can become disillusioned, people can lose trust and faith in someone. Help us with that a little bit when you're working so close to the pastor that you actually find out, oh, what? He's actually a man. <laughs> right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of disappointment, I think, that can come in the ministry as an assistant if you're not careful because you put somebody on a pedestal. You put somebody vaunted or, or valued higher than they put themselves mm -hmm. and even how God puts them. Men are men at best. And uh, that includes us. Yeah. And so it's very important to just, this is, this is a man, but this is God's man. And it's important for me to have that kind of respect for the man of God, but also uh, the honoring him to fulfill his vision uh, that God has given him for the ministry that God's entrusted him with. And that's very important uh, for uh, the assistant to, to learn that and develop that in his own life. A lot of people become disillusioned because they feel like, uh, you know, he doesn't care or bosses don't care. And bosses get a lot, they're, they're, they take a lot of accusations. But typically it's a personal frustration with yourself as a failure 
than it really is even your boss. Mm -hmm. And it's a failure to communicate, a failure of expectations from yourself. Uh, and really, it's, it's a personal thing more than it is a corporate thing. Uh, so it's important to just be, you know, again, the word is flexible, I guess, and adjustments. It's on the fly. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm responding to calls to help alleviate mm -hmm. uh, one aspect to make him better in another way. Sure. Obviously, this is an inevitability whenever you're working for a boss uh, is when uh, maybe you do, don't do something right. <laughs> you don't do something as he expected you to do it. Uh, and there comes a time where there's correction and there's uh, some adjustment that needs to be made. Um, and res your response to correction, I think, is so important. I, I value the uh, response to correction in my children. Uh, if they don't respond to correction properly, then I know there's a deeper issue. Uh, can you talk to us about you know, the responding to criticism and to rebuke with grace and learning from it and being better for it? Well, you've got to understand what criticism is there for. Uh, the rebuke, the criticism is to make you better. Hmm. But when you don't think that they care for you or that they don't love you, then you're going to have the, you're going to take that criticism or rebuke and you're going to have, there's a, there's a heart issue. Hmm. You're going to take it the wrong way. Uh, as opposed to if somebody's rebuking you and, and you know that there's a truth there, uh, that I'm going to take the truth. It doesn't matter how they say it. You know, sometimes people, even as a child, you know, dad yelled at me. You know, you hear, you hear, you hear kids yeah. and siblings, would you get, would you get in trouble? Ah, dad was yelling at me for something. They always look at the, the, how it was conveyed or who conveyed it. They never look at the truth of it. Mm. And it's something that it, 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 all of us, because of our pride, we don't like to be rebuked. We don't mm. like to be chastened. We don't like the, uh, the, the, the addressing of issues. You know, we want everything to be. 70 and sunny, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just not that way. We're going to make mistakes. And so there has to be the humility that says, I'm wrong. I need to make that, uh, I need to make that adjustment. I'm going to make that adjustment. And uh, viewing it from, we have our perspective, but we got to view it. That's what wisdom is, seeing and understanding life from God's perspective. And if we can have a little bit of that uh, when it comes to the boss, when it comes to the pastor, as an assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing how in God's mercy and grace, despite us, he gives us opportunities to develop. And as a result of that, you actually get the influence because it is a trusted position as an assistant pastor to where the pastor saying, I'm trusting you to be my extension in ways that I can't fulfill because of the growth of the ministry, because of uh, the specific needs of the ministry. And what a responsibility, what an opportunity. You talked about you know, being an extension of the preacher. And uh, obviously there's only so much that one man can do. And that's why it's necessary at times to hire a second man to help him with the ministry. At times there's things that he appreciates you bringing to him, situations that arise. And then other times there's things that aren't that important that just deal with it, care, you care for. Why do you need to bother me with this issue? Where is that line uh, where the assistant should bother the pastor with something or he shouldn't? Uh, is it just kind of every pastor's preference? You kind of have to learn who you're working for? Yeah, there needs to be some maturity about, you know, certain things that it's, I'm just going to deal with this mm -hmm. versus the open communication that you need to have that there's, that, no, the, pre the preacher needs to know this. Mm. Um, and so that's something that you do develop. You understand the preferences. You know, you, you learn preacher doesn't want to know 
that so and so did X, Y, and Z right before he gets in the pulpit to preach. You know, timing. <laughs> the timing is very important, yeah. and uh, that communication. Hey, preach. Just want to let you know. And think about technology. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a critic of technology when it, it has its destructive. Uh, elements but it's what a great tool as well you can you can write an email hey just hey preach just want to let you know mm-hmm. uh so timing is a big deal where it, you're constantly feeding him the information that is important but you're not burdening him with needless information um you know we ran out of toilet paper okay go buy toilet paper you know those kind of things that there has to be some maturity um, that just says, you know, and that's silly, but there's a lot of things like that. It's just a waste of time. Come on. Sure. You were hired to make sure that we don't run out. So uh, just do your job, right? So yeah. there's a level of that that just comes with growing up and, and taking things off them. But you got to make sure that you don't take it off them to your own advantage where you're having the absolute effect, where you're mm-hmm. trying to get the glory because you solved the problem and you're the hero as opposed to making sure uh, that you're pointing people to the preacher. You're not taking their attention or affection. Mm-hmm. You're pointing them to the preacher. You're pointing them to the Lord uh, because that's your job. That's your responsibility because you don't ever want to get to the point where you're trying to take the people's heart uh, so that you can feel better about yourself. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much for your time. And if you want to check out other conversations with Pastor Kavanaugh, uh, check out our YouTube channel and also the audio-only platforms. Thank you so much for joining us.